podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where Spencer is. I don't know where Spencer is. I've just gone online because we got to make sure everything's <laughs> scheduled. Where's Spence? Merry Christmas to one and all. Let me just say that first. Hold on, let me fold it because... As per usual, Spencer is not on time. Uh, let's see where he is. I couldn't let the broadcast... Spe Hold on. What's he done? He's cut me off. That must mean he's coming on. Hope you... What's my phone? Hope you've all had a nice Christmas. <laughs> Hold on, what's my phone? That's like, you know them ones there where you say, where's your phone? And your phone's right in your hand. <laughs> All time, Bobby Wright. Oh, the knowledge is here. The knowledge is here. The knowledge is here. Oh, no, wait a Bro, why are you trying to dress like me for? I don't know what's the matter with this, brother, you know. People start thinking that me and you, we phoned each other to, to, to ask each other what's going on. Turn. Behave yourself, bro. Damn, I don't know why this brother's trying to... Why are you trying to... Why, why, why are you doing it for? I'm telling you, shut up, man. I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do the, the bad boy look. Remember? <laughs> bro, now this thing's serious, you know, Spence. <laughs> this thing is too serious. I'm anyway, gonna... let's start the show properly. You know how we start this thing. Dream it. Believe it. Become it. Come on down. Yeah, I mean, we've got loads of things to talk about tonight. But you know what? We've got... Oh, I've got, got Barack from the... Antundi. I'm fast in the picture there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we don't want no doppy coming up in the place. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm mashing up this we, thing. We brush out all them little Satan spirits. I so hope you've got the sage. You know the sage? The sage to bad out all the... Turn, 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 turn. Frankincense and murder, everything, bro. Good. I love that. I love that. I love that. Oh, tight. Sylvester, small. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm not actually saying that right. I always say it every week because he's, a, you know, Sylvester. Sylvester, Shrey, Salamoa. 2011. He's with us every single show. Merry Come. Christmas to you and all of your family, sir. Thank you for the continued yes, support. Yes. And yeah, late show 42 in the building. Where is Gary Blake? That's what I want to know. Yeah, you know what? When we need him, he's a sub long thing, bruv. But he's, it, bruv, he's it, in, he's now in Yorkshire pudding right now. Yeah. And you know when I was eating the, the big piece of turkey? And, uh, well, I'm just letting you know. He's eating Yorkshire pudding, but I've been eating Nigerian pudding. Uh, well, <laughs> you can't eat that and drink water afterwards, you know. The people swell up in your belly and your belly will explode. <laughs> Nigerian pudding. But yeah, Gary's up in Yorkshire. Nyamming Yorkshire pudding and uh, gravy and all them, them nonsense there. <laughs> but but it's it's this is kind of like an end of the year roundup. Um, I know we, I know the, the the people would definitely want to hear about 
and discuss certain facts which have taken place in the year 2021. It's been a good year for boxing, an exciting year. Facts were made. It's been an absolutely fantastic year for boxing. And there's certain things that we have to touch on. If you don't touch on it, then there's like a week, bro. A week. But, mm. hey, what? Let me just go get my guy on. Because trying to link it from my other phone is playing about, but I'll be able to do it through here anyway. So, 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 so Ak from the Akam Barak show, yeah? No, Barak. I, I just oh, Barak? Yeah. I just spoke to, I just spoke to Ak. So, I could have dashed him on the thing still, you know? But, um, it's no. Barak. Yeah. I just spoke to Big him. Um, Shadow979. Shadow Merry Christmas to you, sir. Uh, Steve Gamma says, you and Spence are the best pundits in boxing ever. No bias. Just says it how it is. And the knowledge is the oracle. Peace, brothers. You know the oracle? Because, man, you know man's been on the Matrix thing. So the oracle uh, look cool right now. Come on, man. You know And, and Jada Pinkett, I realise... She never posts as she looks in the new Matrix on her Instagram. <laughs> you know what? Tundi, when I was watching it, I was saying, is that her for real? I had to go watch it. I had to go double check. I had to go chest back to make sure that it was her. But Jada looked bust up. <laughs> in the new Matrix. Bro, I've done exactly what you did. I had to rewind. I said, nah, that ain't Jada Pinkett. That nope. ain't Jada Pinkett. But, but. As they say, oh, getting old sucks sometimes. But, um, it was actually, it was a great film. For those, I, I, I think it may not be a good film for those who haven't really followed the Matrix uh, series because there's a lot of flashbacks in that in that thing. Yep, yep, yep. And unless you're, you know, familiar with Morpheus and, and, and the Oracle and, and Agent Smith, you ain't going to really know what's going on. Ah, yeah, exactly. But you know what? You, you got to be in it, and also you got when with that with that movie that you got to pay attention. You got to pay attention to to the whole thing, and and yeah, but I, I like that. I like I like the message that you put in the film, in the movie as well, yes. man. I enjoyed yes. it. I was watching yeah. it just on, on my on my AEH TV. I'm gonna go back downstairs in my old cinema room and go watch the rest of it. But the show was more important because when Tundi says Spence, bruv, if you're not on this thing in one minute, you know. Just mind that thing, mind the, mind the little hobby of people that don't come in your house and, and good. So, watch, 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 watch. watch this now. Watch, you see, <laughs> fastened it. it's fastened. <laughs> okay, it's no, there's none of that thing. But man, for I got up in my house, no, that we can't come in his ass, man. We pr we big prayed. Up John Khan, big up John Carnes. He said, "Tundi, your commentary for the Chisora Parker was fire." Come well, on, love that. Bottom, I don't even know that was acid. It was so hot. <laughs> Come on, old tight Nas A. Come Tundi on, Nas. looking dapper yeah. with a turtleneck. You know the set. We had to we had to switch it up on them this week, Nas. Um, but I don't know. There's there's a few facts that we said we were going to touch on. I mean, there's been so many facts this year. So many good facts that were made. Um, and I, I'm, not, I'm going to look at the poster again because I've, I've been so busy. Literally, I finished work at 20 to 8, jumped in the shower, 
got ready. But I see from this poster, Spence, we got obviously the 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 magnificent chillology. Chillology. Let me just get that right. Chillo. Where you say chillology? I've got so much banner over this. Chillology. That's it. It's a chillology. Trilogy. The trilogy. Why <laughs> I keep saying trilogy, but it's trilogy. Um, <laughs> Wilder against Fury. So we got that. I can see the AJ versus Usyk. I can see Canelo versus Plant, and I can also see Tiafimo versus Cambosis. So that's four good fights that we can touch on. And there's been many more fights. Um, I'm sure. Um, uh, one I couldn't even think of at the top of my head was Shakur Stevenson against um, what's my boy's name? Um, Jamal Heron. That fight for me was a breakout fight for Shakur because he boxed excellent in that fight. Uh, we, we cannot we cannot take for granted what he done with an experienced, accomplished world champion. And Jamal Heron prior to that in, in April. Uh, in April of this year, how we how we dealt with Carl Frampton, even though it was a tail end of career, Carl Frampton. But let me tell you, that was a very very fit and a very confident Carl Frampton. And the way he dealt with Carl Frampton, we had to salute him. But the way Jamel Herring took the way uh, Jamel Herring took Carl Frampton to school, mm. that poor position. You know what I mean, counter left hand down the pipe, come back with the with the right uppercut, then left uppercuts. Beautiful work, right? So I didn't think, and I weren't too impressed. I'm gonna be real. I weren't too impressed with Shakur Stevenson is in his last in his last fight prior. Yeah, up until that point, I think he was just coasting. To be honest with you, yeah, I'm just being real. I weren't I weren't that impressed with him. And also, you cannot forget Terence Bud Crawford dismantling Sean Porter. That was a great performance as well, Spence. No, it was a great. Listen to me. It was a great fight, simply because yeah, it was a great fight. Like when 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 Sean was thinking like, "Rob, this could be my last fight, so I'm coming to fight," and he did. He went out throwing hands, and he went out mm -hmm. because there were certain times in there where I was I was feeling a bit worried for my boy. You know, I was feeling um, a bit. But, Kelly, but the real deal. Yeah, Kelly Mahia also says uh, Inui and Donaire, great fight. Incredible fight. Yeah, there's some knockdowns in that fight. That was that was uh, a bad. That was a bad series. And uh, the, uh, the way how has come back after that. You know what I mean yes, right? Remember, Donaire Den got knocked out at featherweight by Nicholas Waters. Yeah, imagine WBA super champion and Nicholas Waters was the regular champion. Nicholas Waters banged him out. You mm. know what I mean? And just as about if you notice anything, and then like he he had a few losses, then he lost to Carl Frampton as well. If you look on on how someone like Nonito Donia is as a human being, he's a very nice man. He's a man like if you walk past his house and knock his door, he's inviting him for a cup of tea and that. Really nice guy. But it's nice to see like how he's come back. And he's one of he's won another version of a world title. And he's still in the game. Still in the game. Still in the game. Um, there's all five. But let's, let's, I mean, big up John Khan said T Bud is the GOAT. When I uh, when he heard he was down on the scorecards, he stepped it up straight away. Akin to Javante Davis take listening to Floyd Mayweather in the corner. 
same thing. That's what good fighters do. When there is some little disturbances in the in the in 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 what's going on, they say, "All right, cool. I'm going to show you that there's levels to this thing." And Javante done it, and 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 T Bud certainly did it. Uh, I, the cool I'm going to have to go send these guys the message. So I'm going to just put my camera on this air. I will be back in a second. Turn. Oh, you get bossy. You know how to put. <laughs> you know how to put the thing on 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 screensaver. All right, listen. So, I think the first fight we're going to talk about before we come back with the one and only Barack from the The Zone Show uh, is the man himself, the Gypsy King Tyson Fury, brucking up Deontay Wilder in the second and third fight. But what a fight the third fight is. And in my opinion, I think the third fight has got to go down. Definitely one of the fights of the year. Because if not, it's definitely in the top three fights of the year. Because the way Tyson Fury, he got sh he got shook, he got wobbled. And he just he just put on a great performance. So I'm, I'm looking to see what the opinions were on that fight. And if you believe there should be a full fight. <laughs> I don't believe there should be a full fight. No way, Jose. Because just, that's just some joke. I think Tyson Fury has definitely put that series to a halt. Um, so many talked about... No, I can't remember this bloody African. Yeah, Williams against Cheeseman was a bad boy fight as well. Back home. Even though I hear that brother chatting some nonsense... Uh, when our fight was building up, that Williamson's brother, but I might not even give him no energy because I was reading the comments. <laughs> Don't think I weren't reading the comments from all certain Natasha Jones. But I was reading all of your comments. All of you haters, I was reading all your comments. But I, I'm not, well, that's gone now. All you people that was talking before the fight, you're, you're quiet now. I can't hear nothing from you. Not, silence. You hear none of you are talking. And I just kept quiet. I let you all talk on social media, on Twitter, disrespecting me, calling me this, posting up pictures of me. But you ain't talking now, are you? So, oh, but you know what? I'm not a man who hold things in. So we just let that slide. We let the talking, uh, we spoke with our fists on that night, that particular night. And I, I, would, I, I always said, I'm not going to use this platform to talk about our own career unless it's in a positive um <laughs> <laughs> a positive vibe. So we let that slide. Let's continue with um, the breakdowns of the fights of the year. Oh, then what's this? Um, Uzi Zan. Big up Uzi Zan. Big up Baba Tundi. Coco Butter Kid. Ajay for proving all the doubters wrong. And we're still not seeing the best of him yet. Yeah, that is. Uh, I cannot wait to see it. Uh, see it and big up the knowledge. Granddad Spencer Fearing. Uh for still living, I don't know. I think that is. I think that's what it is. But anyway, oh, type Bobby right. You know, they, they, you know, they can't stop the rain, Bobby. <laughs> All right, Mike Win says Fury. Oh, no, wait. Let me get. Oh, the knowledge. Let me let the knowledge back in. Yeah, Mike Win yes. says Fury only trained for three weeks after being in hospital with his daughter. We all want to see Dylan White versus Fury and Yard versus Canelo. Come on. Come on. All right. Well, let me just tell you this now. Right, let me just um, keep you up to date with what was going on before you left. I was saying, 
talking about Williamson's and Cheeseman. And I said, don't think I never saw them man trying to diss this before the fight. And all these people, Edwards, Sonny, Sonny Edwards and Natasha Jonas, all throwing in their two pence. I don't hear none of them talking now. None of them. Not one. Well, but I did say, I did say I will not use this platform to talk about all of that because the fight's over now. We've we done, we done the talking with our fists and it just shows you sometimes these so-called experts don't know nothing. <laughs> you well, know, you're not in the gym with us. So you don't know what that is. So it's all good. But anyway, yeah. Well, so the, the thing about it is this. Someone can have their opinion about something, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? But then you have to ask yourself, then where is the opinion coming from? Aha! Uh -huh. Right? There you go. Now, just like, my opinion is I'll brock you up, Tundi. But what I'm trying to say to you... <laughs> you're a joker. Because <laughs> you know you got beaten up by body shots. Shut up, Tundi. Come Let's on, be man. real. Remember the body shots? Remember the body shots? All the John of I'll brock you up now. I like that what? one. I'll break you up today. I'll break you up with your own, with your own mashup back. Tony, I'll punch out your your bleached teeth. You. I'll break you up. Like that one, Sasha. Bro, I can tell you, my old brothers. When you try to fling the left foot, your back will go, mate. And I'll just give you an uppercut. It's all over. <laughs> <laughs> you see man in the bag the other day. You see man in the bag. Hey, why you me the coach in zips? Tundi, the only bag you know about is handbag. Shut up, you know, woman. Right? <laughs> anyway, guys? come on, so come. Let's get serious again. Let's get serious. Let's get serious. Yeah, um, yeah um, Mike, we made a point about Furioni's training three weeks. Do you really believe that, though, for the, for the, for the third fight? It was two and a half weeks, so. No way. Telling you this now, it's two and a half weeks. You know, I know the gossip. It was two and a half weeks, son. Two and a half weeks. But hold yeah. on, but, but Fury's a man who trains every day, though. So I don't even. Yeah. Maybe maybe so, he took two and a half weeks out to deal with the birth of his daughter or being in hospital with his daughter. But he, this is a man that trains every day of his life. So he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, when I say trains every some certain time, it's not the physical training, but the mental training. And yes, yes. when you're tired of Fury and you know what you have to go and do, you're, you are constantly, constantly training. So it's not that difficult to go jump in and say you're doing something. So facts, it is what facts. it is. That's facts, Spence. Because there, yeah. I'm telling you, if he only trained two and a half weeks, there's no way he could have got up from... Because he got dropped in that fight, right? The third fight. Yeah, he, got dropped, right. he got dropped. He got dropped. And he got shook. That's when his body just thunder the yeah. shake tigger. Yeah. Yeah. So you know yeah, he that got dropped he, twice. he got dropped twice. Yeah, he got dropped twice. So two two weeks training can't make you recover from that. He definitely done well. But Spence, from what I understand, we have a a kid who's changed his life around, um, and 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 just really turned it all around with hard work, dedication, sacrifice. And I I know you sent this guy a lot of footage. Um, cause I, I see him bigging you up. I see him bigging you up after the fight. Come on. So, and, and that is a one and only Maxi Hughes. We're going to bring him on in a sec. And we've got the legend, the man, the, 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 the Batman and the Robin of American boxing. And that's Mr. Barack himself. Black oh, Black. Yeah, yeah, bring, bring my brothers in, man. 
you know we've got these brothers here, so we're going to bring them in. Welcome to the Fight is Right, the one and only Barack and the one and only Maxi Hughes joining us live and direct. What's going on, gentlemen? Yes, how's it going, boys? Yes, sir. What's up, brothers? Good, good, good to see you guys, man. Thank you. Yes, Yo. happy holidays to you, first of all. Yeah, definitely. Maxi, tell you straight, Sandy, the IBO lightweight champion. Right. How come Akam Barak, because your fight was on the zone, you went in there as an underdog and you came out victorious. Akam Barak, man. Yeah, I mean, Barak, you need to get Maxi on your show, bro. Sounds good, man. He's the champ, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Great, yes. great, great performance. Full-time athlete now, so I've got some time. Nice. And people have to rec- realise that, you know, this is a man that couldn't even devote the proper attention needed to even get that. So he's really gone against the rule book and, and just putting everything, every, everything he could do, he did. And now he has the ability to train full-time. He's only going to get better, in my opinion. But, but Maxi, you know, just quickly touch on how difficult it is as a, you know, a prize fighter to really dedicate yourself to the career and actually having to do a nine-to-five nine job. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's, it is very tough. But, um, you know, it comes down to questioning how much do you want it, you know, when it does get tough. And when I was at work, especially during winter months, I'm asking myself that question all the time. When I'm on building sites, it's wet, it's muddy, and I've got to eat cold food and stuff like that. I'm thinking, how much do I want this? And, you know, and now sitting here now, not at work, I can say, some, I, I some, wanted oh, it sorry, bad sorry, enough sorry, that sorry, now Max, I've got the reward Max, from dedication. There's some disturbances. I don't know if you're moving something around or somebody's moving something around. So I'm hearing some crackling in the background. I don't know what that is. Sound like she's frying some chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, go ahead, Max. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so as I was saying, it just qu- makes you question it. And I've questioned it many a time while I've been at work, especially during winter months, how tough it is. And sitting here now as a full-time athlete, not on them mucky cold building sites, saying 100% worth all that sacrifice, them early, really early mornings, late nights, I've got the rewards from what I put in, you know, that saying really comes to light when you say you get out what you put in. I've now got the rewards of all that sacrifice and not seeing my family as much and just that dedication has now paid off. Beautiful and and a fantastic story and especially a, a great story for the end of the year for those aspiring uh, boxers and athletes that are coming up to show you, you know, what you can achieve with with focus. Um, the man Barack, listen, you guys, uh, what you guys have done in in a, in this short space of time is incredible, bro. I'm walking down the street, man, saying, "Did you see the Akam Barak show?" I'm like, bro, are you watching the fight? Is right? You tell me about the Akam Barak. Show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, but uh, you got listen, man. Just tell us a little bit about you and you know the fight is right. They want to know what's going on and how you really got into this. A lot of people are just seeing you for the first time on the zone. You know, a lot of people right. don't know you've been putting in work for for a hot minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been grinding. We've been grinding for some years, but I don't want to sit up here and act like, oh, you know, I've been in the sport 15, 20 years. No, because 
uh, I didn't have to be, you know, it, it's something about when you, you put your heart to something and God could just fast forward you. It was probably maybe eight, eight years ago. It was probably eight years ago. Me and Ak, we, we grew up together in, in Brooklyn and, and eight years ago, we decided to, you know, start working together in the boxing world, you know, doing underground radio stations, you know, where you got to pay the internet company to just to, for you to be on the radio station, you know what I mean? And literally things just started moving very fast. And two years from us starting to work together, we was on Sirius XM, which is national radio, you know, mm. satellite radio in, in, in America, you know, just within two years. Then we went to this is 50.com, which is 50 cents platform, which was a pretty big online platform. And we turned that into, a, you know, a, from a hip hop uh, platform to a box respectable platform. Uh, boxing platform and then from there the zone saw what we was doing like literally there was no other boxing show you know known you know so when the zone came to america they was like yo we like what y'all doing we want exactly what you're doing on our platform so it's amazing how we never had to conform we didn't have to you know do it like uh showtime or hbo or anybody else we've always been ourselves no matter what and I think that's that to, for me, that is the greatest thing that you didn't have to be anybody else or you know change the way you talk. Because it's funny, sometimes I'm watching these these boxing shows, and I met people that you know they come from inner cities all of a sudden become university graduates for five minutes. I'm like, fam, just, just 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 be yourself, and it's great to see how you two have done just that. And you know, thank you. Think that's why as well, Tunde. A few people have said to me, be more vocal on social media, be more of a character. But I've always stayed true to myself. I'm a natural introvert. I my The school told my mum when I was at school, saying I'm going to have problems in like life because I don't say no. I don't open my mouth. I'm too quiet. But I can't ever be a big character on social media or in the boxing because that's not me. I've always stayed true to who I am. I'm, you know, I'm quietly spoken. And I don't do trash talk. I'll, all I'll do is I'll be I'll be respectful, humble, and then when it's time to fight, I'll give it my all. And that's where I do my talking in the ring. Always staying true to who I am as a person. And guess what, Max? You're a world champion because of it. I keep telling you, 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 what God made you, just stick to it. Don't try to be anything other than yourself. And again, it, you're a true testimony. You're a living testimony that being yourself is what produces results. Same with Barack. Um, Spence, before I know, we touch on, there's so many facts. There has yeah, been so no, many facts. I know the fact. I, what I want to say to Maxi is this, um, Maxi, in that Saffron fight, yeah? As you know, we yeah. have, I think you loads of tapes all the rest of it, right? Why did you stop him, bro? I had money on stopping, bro. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, when I watched that fifth round back, so annoyed with myself that I, I got, got caught up in the moment and I got a bit too excited and it all it all just flashed by me too quick. And when I watch it back now, I, I struggle to watch it, thinking, why on earth, with the experience that I've got, why don't I just take a step back, calm myself down, throw a few jabs, set something up, and it were there for taking. And, you know, I am gutted that I couldn't get the ending out uh, that that fifth round ending and stoppage, but 
on the other hand, at least I can say I emptied the tank on him in fifth round after my minute's on. rest. I recovered, forgot about it, got back to my boxing and then continued to still win every round. So not too bad of a of a result, but uh, yeah, I definitely learned from that fifth round in particular. And going forward, I can say I've experienced now what it's like to, to lose my head when somebody's hurt. So now I can go forward, taking my time, keeping cool and use that as experience going forward. Well, I've got a question. question. Well, go on, go on, go on, Spence, go on. No, I'm saying like, <clears throat> when we saw Saffron knock out James Tennyson. Yeah. That was a horrible knockout. Yeah, dangerous. Yeah. How did you manage to block that knockout win that he got, knowing that what you was going into, that was a difficult thing. How did you manage to do it, bro? Just with my, my own self-belief, knowing what I could do, how elusive I can be, and and just by being switched on. You know, like when, when you go into a fight, when, when you were the... the the words, I've got the fear factor of him. I knew if I switched off and made a mistake, that he's got that he's got that power to do that. And I thought that ain't going to be me. I'm going to make sure that I'm switched on, focused, and don't give it. The only way he was going to get some sort of success from that fight was if I switched off, if I made a mistake. So I wasn't going to give him anything, and that that's still the only reason why. Can I ask you a question? Was his power everything that was spoken about? Because I know myself, I don't when people say this man's a puncher, that man's a puncher in my head as a trainer, I'm always like, Well, you ain't fooled me yet. So, so you may have been a puncher against those other kids, but yeah. you ain't fooled me yet. Was can you let can you tell me and the audience, have you been in a ring with fighters that have punched harder than that guy? I think I have. Like the, it's not the hardest I've been here. And, and when I, when somebody says, "What was his power like?" Because he looked, he's obviously his record suggested, and we yes. saw what he did with Tennyson. Thinking back, I honestly can't think of a single shot where I got caught on. I thought, "Oh no, that that hurt. Don't let that happen again." There were there were none, and you know, I, you I give myself credit, saying I've got a good chin. Yeah. No, I am. I am been seriously hurt by you know, as a single punch or accumulation of punches. So yeah, there was there was nothing that uh there was nothing that really bothered me at all. Absolutely. Spence? Mm -hmm. Where's yeah, Matt? I'm here right he he must have to go in a fish and chip shop, right? I'm <laughs> saying, I'm, saying I, I, I'm hearing talk that there could be a possibility of you and Ricky Burns getting it on. Uh, I, I hadn't heard no no personally. I've just um, heard that kind of buzzing around that Yuriki Burns could be end up fighting. Uh Spencer's trying to do matchmaking business again. Don't listen to him, man. Spe Spencer Bro. going fishing. Bro, Spencer's yeah. trying to get he's trying to get the commission. Uh, Maxi, tell them tell them to talk to Tundi. We want the big fights. Whoever, That's who, it. Who, I, who I spoke to spoke to MTK and my, my team. I've told them my interests. Um, obviously the Haney fight, uh, yes. the big the big fights. Um, I'm looking, I'm looking way way ahead of me. You know, I'm looking above me. I want them big fights. Stop there, stop there, stop there. Keep doing that. 
Yeah. Don't set your sights low. Set them high. Just look at the big boys. Keep your focus there, Max. Just a word. Just a That's it. I told them as well. I says, I know Cambosos has not stated which opponent is fighting. All he's really stated is he wants a homecoming fight in Australia. And I've said, get in touch with Team Cambosos and throw my name in the app because I yes, want sir. my name to be spoken about as a future opponent of his. I'm happy to go to Australia, go to his back garden. They're the fights. I want to see how good I am. I want to test myself and I want to go far. Man said Ricky Burns had more comebacks than Elvis, fam. Bro, <laughs> 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 um, we don't want Ricky Burns. No disrespect, Ricky, mate. But you, man, we're, we're in a new school, bro. We, we want Cambosis. We want a shot at Haney. Who else is uh, a lightweight? I'd have told you to go contact uh, um, Bill right now, but you know. It is what oh, it yeah, is. I would, I would phone Bill, you know. I can you know, Bill's these are my people. I would talk to him, don't worry, Maxi. But tell I must him, tell, him, tell him that Maxi Hughes is, is up for a fight. There won't well, be no I've... there won't be no struggling in negotiations because I'm wait, more yeah. than happy to fight either of them in hold the back the garden. Well. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on the line there. Let me see if I can talk to Bill now. Live on the fight. Oh, is right. Wait, wait, wait. let me phone Bill. Bro, I, I must inform you. That I want 10% of the money <laughs> if I make this fight. But let's yeah. see if Wall answers. Let me see if Wall answers because Wall's, these are my people. It is Christmas, oh, Boxing Day, mind you. Yeah. you. Might not. Carry on asking the questions, Spence. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying to you. against Saffron, the way you administered the game was absolutely crazy, bro. Right. Oh, so Mr. Brooks yeah. back in the house now. Sorry, fellas. I'm sorry about You know what's funny? I'm always on the other end interviewing the boxer or whoever, and I'm like, man, they got crappy service. They got this. They got that. And now here, <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm that guy. <laughs> sorry about yeah, that, fellas. I, I was just trying to contact... Uh, Bill, Bill Haney, live to try and make this match with, <laughs> with Maxi. Wow. But, but Bill, Bill's, oh no, I'm going to try one more time. Bill's not, Bill's not picking up the phone. Bear in mind, the last, the, oh, was it the Lenaris fight? Yeah, he answered the phone in the changing room. Because <laughs> Bill's actually my guy, but um, as you can see, let me hide the number. But we're phoning him, we're phoning him. <laughs> but yeah, um, Barack, yes, sir. You see some great fights this year. Which been your standout fight for the year? My my favorite fight of the year that I saw. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I would say the most action had to be the Wilder Wilder Fury one. Where they both yeah. they both displayed heart. You already kind of knew that they both had heart already, but you you don't normally see five knockdowns in a heavyweight division. Nope. And then, and then when you get knocked down, if you get knocked down once by Deontay Wilder, normally you don't get up. To get knocked mm. down twice in the same round and to still get up, damn, that was amazing. Yes. That was just an amazing fight. Wild, Wilder come out of that fight with some credit, even though he lost. He yes. came out of that fight with a lot of credit, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, 
when you get when you get a fight of that magnitude, which was that big, and you have that kind of electricity in a fight, in years to come, there ain't no winner or loser. There's just the great mm. that the win was the fight itself, and that yeah. they gave gave because let me tell you this now. Nobody could knock Deontay Wilder out when he got knocked down and he stayed down. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. When Tyson got him over or went back to the corner and then he, he said, well, that's it. But so much was the man's, and it was, it was temerity in saying, that I cannot lose to Tyson Fury that made it so exciting. And Tyson Fury, you can see like how many times that he bit down his gumshot. But like, mm -hmm. the crazy thing to me is this, it's like, we were focusing so much on Andy Joshua and everybody weren't being real because the ones who were being asked about Anthony Joshua versus Usyk, nobody would say on camera that they thought Andy Joshua was going to lose. But maybe... <laughs> but, come on, let's be real. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they thought it was too much and he was in there with a class boxer. For Andy Joshua to lose in that way heightened what Deontay Wilder did in his performance and Tyson Fury, because they did something that Andy Joshua didn't do. That's they, a good point. That's what happened. And this is not, and everyone knows, Andy's my guy, but that's what happened. Yeah. But it's nice now that Andy Joshua has gone away and is trying to recalibrate and trying to refigure himself. Similar to, let's, let's be real, Maxi Hughes has lost five times. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? And I'm telling you, in the Saffron fight, I'm going to be real. People thought that Maxi Hughes was going to get killed. Not just beat up, but... <laughs> yeah. I wasn't supposed to see that final yeah. bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, let me ask a question then. Based on that performance um, that Tyson Fury displayed, would you give him the fighter of the year? No. I would not get him fighter of the year because... Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Big fighter or fight of the year? Well, hold on one second, um, Barack. Thank you, Bobby Wright, for your four ninety nine donation, sir. Much love. Yes, fighter of the year, fighter, not fighter of the year, fighter of the year. I would not, I would not give him fighter of the year. I, I think it was a beautiful performance, and um, it showed a lot of grit, heart, and skill. But he beat the same guy he already beat. He was supposed to beat that guy. In actuality, he beat the guy easily. Easier last time. So it was a harder fight for him. So I can't give him fighter of the year if if the guy that you stopped easily before almost beat you. You know, especially when when Canelo's beating undefeated champions. Oh, and, so, and, so, so that's the next question. So uh -huh. is Canelo your fighter of the year then? I believe so. I mean, if you want to include December of two, 2020, he fought four times, three of them were undefeated guys, and he captured the undisputed championship. That's what we want fighters to do. Mm -hmm. Now, if Fury, if Fury would have beaten Usyk and Wilder at the heavyweight division, I'm giving it to him. Mm, that's, a, that's a great point. Great uh, point. Max, yeah, Maxi. I mentioned towards Usek for, again, like you say, everybody, the whole talk were, he's too small, he struggled against Jezora, he's not going to be strong enough, he can't hit hard enough. And uh, the classic saying, a good big him beats a good little him. And I love the way it didn't phase him. He were focused on his ring walk, 
laser focus, got in the ring, focus on, and he just did the business near enough every round for me. Um, and he was the one who hurt Anthony Joshua when nobody said he, he, he's going to be the one who's doing the hurting, dishing out the hurting. Um, well, look, you, you, I know you didn't listen to the fighters, right? Uh, forecast before the fight because <laughs> I was telling everyone that that was a strong possibility. But you're absolutely right. Uzi Zan actually agrees with you. He says that how can you not give Usyk the fighter of the year? He became a two-weight world champion and broke up Anthony Joshua in the process. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, Uzi Zan kind of agrees with you. But yeah, fair play. That's a good point. Um, point. But like Barak, me personally, I'm going to have to go with Canelo because, as you said, you know, he, he fought four times in... I would say this is the the hardest time for boxing in history with all the COVID oh, and yeah. behind closed doors and the, the not having crowds and stuff like that. But this guy just cleaned up, cleaned up the division. And I don't know how people can still say he's scared to fight anyone because... <laughs> that's that's <laughs> ridiculous, isn't it? No, that's crazy. Ridiculous. May, may, I, may I say something? Uh, yes. I, I like that you said Usyk because Usyk was a smaller guy. Um, but I do want to say that Canelo is 5'8". Oh, he, is, he is smaller, literally yeah. smaller. Yeah. <laughs> naturally smaller than every 154-pounder that's fighting today. He's smaller than Jared Hurd. I think he's small for eight wide. <laughs> hey, listen, wide don't mean anything when you're so short. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yeah. Javante Davis is wide, but he's a short guy. He can go, but mm. so high. He shouldn't be fighting at 168. Jared Hurd is wider than him, and Jared Hurd is taller than me. I'm six feet tall. Yeah. And, yeah. and Canelo... Canelo's the size of a 154-pounder. He should not be fighting 168. We're thinking that, oh, he's just Canelo. He's special. He's spe yeah. There is no other 158-pounder that's going to go up to 168 and beat everybody. And then now we're saying he needs to fight 175, too. What 154-pounder do we think can beat any 175-pounder? Mm. We don't even think about it. That's a good point. No, we don't yeah. think about it. But because he's Canelo... He's that special that he's he's held to such a high standard that he doesn't get the credit he deserves. All right. Uh, uh, can I just say one thing? Hold on, Spence. Don't, don't mash up my money because I want him to come up to 175. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Spencer. What I mean by that, Spencer, is yes, he's getting the credit, meaning he's he's the best fighter in the world. But yes. he but people don't realize that they're saying, Oh, if you don't fight better be if then you're ducking him if you don't fight they don't realize how small he is and this is greatness 168 is greatness for a guy that small he was small enough to fight floyd because he's a small guy that's fast that's fast let me just um thank um aaron hold on aaron needham for your 449 donation sir thank you very much no questions he just said just keep it up but let's keep this topic going because I, I i like this topic here um, and you know what? You're, you know what? Can I just say, sorry, Spence. Can I just say you're actually so right, Barack? Because when they were trying to build the, uh, I think it was the first Canelo VGG fight. There you, you know, go. They had, yeah, uh, they had the press conference in London, and you know, and Anthony and there's a famous picture with Anthony and Canelo, and I was actually shocked at how small Canelo was. Obviously, that was a few years back, so. Yeah, definitely. He's a small guy and he's really created 
unbelievable history by going up to 160. Yeah. And he, his I mean, Canelo's ability for somebody... I, I'm five foot six, so he's only two, two, three inches taller than me. So his ability to close the distance and compete with these six foot plus guys and beat them to punch and hurt them deserves massive credit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when it's when great. I said I've gave Usyk the fight, it is it is very close. You know, it's 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 him or him sort of thing. It's very very close in. And especially, especially when you're talking Canelo with, with what he's done, I I've just give it to Usyk only just for for what he achieved. But yeah, like you say, Canelo's ability for his size, unreal. Spence, I'm on I'm on Maxi Hughes' side, and the reason why I'm on Maxi Hughes' side is this: for all the greatness and the accomplishments of Canelo, and it's fantastic what he's done. He ain't been in no fight in the last year. Where we thought that he was guiding a remote underdog. That's a good point. Right? Mm. Not a remote That's underdog. There was a man, this is why I'm gonna give it to Usyk, right? And I'm gonna and I'm and I'm begrudgingly giving it to, to, to Usyk because I'm begrudgingly giving it to him because I wanted to give it to Canelo because Canelo's just fantastic. I, he's a fun fighter as well and he's enjoyable to watch. But the thing is the reason why I'm giving it to Usyk because Usyk moved up in weight, he was already an undisputed champion. At cruiserweight, he moved up in weight and he came to a man's foreign soul. He he came to England, bro. That is serious. And you were there because, uh, like, I remember coming in with my missus and, and we saw you. My missus was like, "Man, you go, you the crowd and everything else, the euphoria that Anthony Joshua brings. You've been mm -hmm. around. Nobody but Canelo brings that kind of atmosphere, bro. Yes, you know, right? No, doesn't get remotely close to it, and I mean remotely close to it, right? And he just, listen, I, I'm just being real. Tun, you know when we go into boxing mm. matches. Sorry, I'm just trying to mess about with the, the layout because man's saying they can't see my face. They need to see my face, right? <laughs> oh, <fix laughs> I, I thought that was just me. I was like, you, your face is being blocked. I was like, what the heck is this? Tundi uses bleach on his teeth to make it white. <laughs> don't listen to him, bro. Don't listen to him. He's just a hater. But you know, you know when you start getting certain ages, your teeth start getting no. brown. So <laughs> but anyway, don't worry. Don't worry, you can't see my face anyway. It's not about oh, let me yeah, just go lower. Let's go, let's bring your chair down to him. So there you I'm go. Saying, there you go. Let me go on this side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, here. So I'm yeah, gonna yeah, give that's... you music for, for that, for him going into an audience, what is it? Uh, six eight thousand people. His mm -hmm. alone deserves for him to get fired a year. He walked mm -hmm. out in the crowd by himself, knowing yeah. that up against his big punching machine, that Andy Joshua, knowing his mindset that he could win because of that, and because of the lackluster performance he gave in against Derek Chisora. Because you got to think about it, Derek Chisora put in a better performance against Usyk than Andy Joshua did. Mm -hmm. Derek actually gave him a run. So, so because so of that, I'm going to say. Heavyweight division as well. So I'm going to give it to him a little bit by default as well. I'm going to give it to Usyk. All right. Okay. Before we answer the, answer the question what Bobby um, Rat, um, asked, which was who wins a rematch, ain't we putting Terence Crawford in this equation? Question How many fights did Terence Crawford have this year, Tom? He had, he had uh, one... F uh, no, he had one fight. He had one fight. He had one fight, and now that's it. But is that his fight. fault? 
No, it's not his fault. And and listen, I thought about that too. I thought about that too because he fought a guy that nobody was – you could hardly knock Sean Porter down, let alone stopping him. You know mm. what I mean? But I, mm. I, I just feel like Canelo's fought three times this year. And yes. all – and not all, but two undefeated guys. Two guys who years ago we would have said can beat Canelo. Years ago, when he fought in 2019, when he fought um, Rocky Fielding, everybody said that's because you're ducking Callum Smith. And then he makes Callum Smith look horrible, and it's like you were supposed to beat him. Like he's <laughs> never gonna get, he's never gonna get that credit. Like there is nobody he can face that he would be the underdog to. So that's not his fault. We yeah, esteem him that high. Around. He's yeah. not supposed to beat these one six. He wasn't supposed to beat Caleb Plant in reality. Yeah. No, no, not a one. No, because he's too small. He's he's too uh, small. Caleb uh, Plant is my size. He's too small. I, I, bro, let me. I, I respect you highly, bro. But the reason agreement, and I, like me and Tony was talking about this earlier today. Lloyd Hannigan, famous famous fighter for us, Maxi Hughes will vaguely remember him. Lloyd Hannigan yeah. beat who was the undisputed um, waterweight champion of the world, um, and that was in September of nineteen eighty six. And Lloyd Hannigan always used to say to me, it's not whether you're big enough, it's whether you're good enough, right? And if you just take out of it and like into the equations, that's like if you could do a computer game, you know, like when you, you fight, when you're playing on fight night and you can take guys from, you can, when you're on fight night and you can, you can get guys from um, division fighting divisions, Canelo power for pound is head and shoulders above these guys. Technically, yes. it's, it's ridiculous. It's and he did take Billy Joe's oath. Uh, you, you know, you yeah. know what I don't like about that. I, I agree with you, Spence. But but this is the thing: when when Terence Crawford beat Gamboa, what did people say? And Gamboa was one of the best fighters in the world at the time. You know what they say? You're too big for him. When Spence beat Mikey Garcia, you know what they say? You're too big for him. We we can't we can't say it one time and then not say it the other time. If big matters then that means Canelo's super special. And on paper, he's not supposed to beat a Macabu. On paper, he's not supposed to beat a Macabu. But and he's just that great. To my knowledgeable friend, Barack, I've got nothing but love for you, but here's my counter action. I agree with you. But when Terrence Crawford was fighting these guys, was fighting um, Gamboa, Terrence Crawford went into that fight as a favorite. No. Right? When, when yes. Errol Spence went against Mikey, Gar Mikey Garcia. Errol Spence went in as a favorite. So I wouldn't mind if he was going in against these bigger guys, but he wasn't the favorite. Then I'm saying, well, you've actually done something that made me feel like, wow. Similarly to, if we go back to, what was it? November 7th, um, what was that? Um, 1988, Sugar Ray Leonard comes out of retirement. He fights Donald Lund. He drags down Donald Lund. He fights for two titles. He fights for the WBC super middleweight, super middleweight and light heavyweight crown. Leonard was the favorite going into that fight, but then the late money started to come in on Donald Alonso. We're thinking, oh, maybe Donald Alonso gonna be too big for him. That's kind of different. But when you have a man that he go, he's still going in categorically as the as the betting favorite, so not saying that right, right, you're not maybe fighting these guys. We are dealing with a special talent in Canelo. He's very very good. But in saying that, in saying that, you're still going in there as the favorite though. Mm. I mean, I mean, that's because we just think he can beat everybody. Just because you're the favorite, really, that is not saying much. We just think because look, just a couple of years ago, 
he was not even a, a full 160 pounder and he wasn't trying to fight Triple G. And even Oscar De La Hoya said he's not a full middleweight yet. So he had that catch weight. Remember that 158 weight? I used to call that the Canelo yeah. weight. And we was like, why is Canelo fighting that? You know why? Because Canelo was like, I'm too small to fight at middleweight. He's never grew since. He only put on weight. <laughs> and he's really not that wide. He's not so really you, that what wide. Do you put that down to? What do you put that down to? Um, right. Say that again. Say that question again. What do you put that down to? That this small man has managed to just go up and up in weight. Um, it's it's skill set. It's, it's skill set. It's, it's ability. It's heart. Because if you look at it, He's gotten better since not just Floyd. Everybody thinks that he gotten better since Floyd. He's learned a he didn't look, I mean, yes, he learned a lot since Floyd, but I'm talking about him being able to go forward and parry those shots and, and throw those fakes and all of that. That's skill set, man. That's him grabbing pieces from everybody, not just yeah. Floyd, but from Joe Lewis. Like from he's grabbing pieces from everybody. And That's he's fact. putting it all into one one um style set and, and he's beating everybody. One of, okay. one of my favourite things that he did when he fought Callum Smith was he'd obviously seen how good Callum Smith was with the left up catch counter, yes. Yes. targeting that left arm just on yes. his on his bicep tricep and yes. just nullified it, took that away from Callum Smith and you're like, this guy's, you know, he's, he's clever. They, they really, you can see what, what they're thinking and what they're doing. George Foreman. George Foreman to tell you, beat the man's arms. Yeah. He's, he's grabbing yeah. from everybody. And he made one monster. Eddie Reynoso yeah. is, is Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein. Mm, the way yes. the way that in that first press conference when he he somehow was, you know, he, he slipped he slipped Caleb Plant's swing wearing fitted trousers and shirt and still come back and cut his eye, that tells me he's a man <laughs> who is always sharp, yeah, always yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's sure. repetition. That's repetition. Right, right. <laughs> Right. That's you know, you know what? You you ever see those guys train? I've been to the San Diego gym. They will do one move 500 times. Yeah. Mm. Literally. 500 until you, you see how when when Plant when Plant swung on him at the press conference? Yeah. Yeah. People usually don't swing at each other at press conferences. How did you mm. know? So, how did you pull so back like that so you can barely get caught to slip back? Yeah, that's repetition. Crazy. Something that that Spencer's been to that interview where you were talking about trainers, about the fundamentals, drilling, yes. going on a bag and jabbing for rounds and rounds, perfecting that move, that jab, that one certain particular move. That's what it's about. Can, isn't I, just it? say, can I just say Hopkins was a king of that? Bernard Hopkins. Yeah. Those of us who study B Hop. Same thing. You used to go mm -hmm. into the gym and just practice one move because wow. repetition is key. And also, you have to have the, the fighter who is dedicated enough to keep doing that. Because that's where it is. It's, it's, it's consistency over a protracted period of time. And it's yeah. like you do it so many times that you actually don't need to think about it no more. And that's what It's also, about. I would say, from a fighter's perspective, when you're going on a bag to do your bag work, it takes mental strength to just stay and do the same thing because, let's yes. be honest, boxing, there's nothing complicated about it. It's there it's like, go. say, it's the same repetition. You've got to not get bored and get distracted and start wanting to go one, two, walk, one, two, three, four, one, two, five. It's like you've just got to simply keep your mind focused and go jab, 
jab, yes, jab, yes, and sir. not let your mind wander and start wanting to put a hook on it or start throwing combinations and stay keep your mind disciplined to just go jab, jab, or whatever move you're, you're focusing on. Yes, sir. Um, one of the fights which I was re which I'm really looking forward to, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen right now, is Fury against Dylan White. Um, what does that fight look like? Question first. I want to I want to ask Spencer first because Spencer's been quiet today. Or oh, I don't even think he's been quiet. I just think that he's 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 loved listening to other you know perspectives uh, from the US. Sometimes I just get exacerbated, but I'm saying yeah. the Fury the Fury Dylan White. Yes. As far as I'm concerned, I said it straight after when Sky Sports phoned me, Sky News phoned me after the the Fury the Fury and Wilder fight. But I was saying that fight would be a massive, massive fight in the UK. But yes. right now, Rona, like, I don't know how it is in the States for you guys, um, Barack, but it looks like we're going to be, we're looking at another lockdown. That's what it looks yeah. like. So they locked down everything. It looks like that's what we're looking at. Mm -hmm. um, and a stadium fight at that capacity right now, it's, it's like we're saying, we're living in a, in a, we ain't had nothing like this before. So it's like, usually you hear these things like in the, in the 1920s and the Prohibition, you know what I mean? And, and like, you know, the Great Depression of America and stuff like that. We'll go back yes. to like the, the Second World War in the UK uh, where they were on rations. Like, Maxi, go speak to your, your great-grandparents. They'll tell you if they're still alive. They'll tell you how it was. So it's different. So like now, we're living in that time that we, we this is like, it's kind of like a Great Depression that we're, we're, we're facing right now. Um, wow. So with that fight of that magnitude in the UK would generate the type of money that it's meant to if there isn't a crowd, then mm. it's, it's going to be difficult. But I do see something happening because in my mind, like, this is what I believe is this. There's, there's, there's alleged talk that, that Tyson Fury is going to obscond with the WBC. If he does obscond with the WBC, put it to one side, Dylan White is the interim champion already, so he'll be straight away put in as the WBC world champion if that happens. So wow. if that Right, that's what will happen because he's he's the he is the champion. Now, mm -hmm. then, then I could see Dylan White and Andy Joshua getting on because they're taught that Andy Joshua is going to take the step aside money, so Tyson Fury and Usyk could fight each other. That's the talk, right? If that does I happen, actually think that, I actually think that's a smart move. Yeah, and so I could see I could see that happening because regardless, or maybe. Um, Dylan White steps to one side himself and makes Fury and Usyk fight each other. Then the winner of it, similar to when um, Nelson became undisputed champion, then he got stripped. He got stripped of the WBA title because he refused to fight John Rez. What will happen is the the guy who becomes undisputed champion, regardless that he's only undisputed champion for one night, will be regarded as the man in the heavyweight division. The rest of the guys could fight for the other scraps and then they could meet in the middle. That's how I see things could happen. And that's how I see things going because I can't see... And I've heard that it's mad money being branded around. Now. You know what I mean? What was it? They're talking like 20 million for Andy Joshua to step aside. Dang. Wow. Right? Wow. Oh, 20 million. Right, so... Taking that. Thank you very much. And let, let Usyk and, and Fury scrap it out and hopefully punch holes in each other. And then you have the chance to fight those guys or even win the title, then relinquish the WBC crown, 
Dylan White gets elevated up to being the the official WBC champion. Then after that, Dylan White, great time, man. It's a it's a great. But who time. wins? That's what I want to know. Who wins? Don't, don't come with no long explanation. Just tell me who wins, please. I'm like, <laughs> oh, turn, turn. Let's be real. Yeah. Let's be real. Right now, you it's very difficult to bet against. Them. Yes, it's very, very difficult. it's very difficult to bet against them, right? But in saying that, it's down to a man's desire, right? And uh, you guys feel crazy, but Dylan White doesn't see the things that we see when we're praising Tyson Fury. Dylan mm. White saying, "Listen, I'm going to rock with him," and not only yeah. that, we know that they have sparred numerous times. Yeah, when Dylan. Oh, quarter of what he knows now, and Dylan used to yeah. give Tyson trouble. Allegedly, Dylan knocked him down a couple of times this fight through body shots. Mm. So, mm. he's mentally to a man, he's thinking, "Listen, I don't see all of the fuss about Tyson Fury." So he don't see it. We know why because he's been familiar with Tyson Fury. When you're not familiar with somebody, you're gonna look on the outside like everybody else. That's I'm telling you straight. With that belly that Tyson Fury's got, he ain't get, he ain't knocking him down with nobody shot. <laughs> He's <laughs> <laughs> very too big, but anyway, yeah, that's a that's a that's a good shot, Spence. I mean, Barack, how do you see yeah. that fight going if it uh, were to materialize? That's a very good shot. I'm gonna have to agree with with Spence on that one, man. Uh, Spence always got that inside scoop. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? So I think he. I'm gonna tell you like this. Last time I was out there in the UK, Dillian White looked to be in the best shape I've ever seen him in. I was like, my man, I was like, how much do you weigh? He was like, I'm about 250-something. And he looked good, but his it looked muscular. It looked muscular and strong. You know what I mean? And he got, nothing, he got nothing but time. He got nothing but energy. And one thing I noticed out there, people love Dillian White out there. And he's, I think he's a man that's going to feed off that. I think styles make fights. Because he beat Wilder twice, that doesn't mean he can beat Dillian White the same way. Dillian White's a different kind of fighter, and he's a sh he's a much shorter fighter coming in a little bit differently. And that overhand right is coming different than Wilder's right. You you and then he's somebody who will throw the left hook. Wilder wasn't throwing the left hook enough to yeah, fight to fight Fury. Fury kept dipping. He kept dipping, and Wilder wouldn't throw that left hook. Guess who's gonna throw that left hook? Hundred percent. 100%. Dillian White. So it's going to be a tough fight no matter what. There's no way I could sit here and say, oh, uh, Fury's just going to beat him like that. Very easy. No. Good point. And finally, Max, what's your take on that fight? Uh, I think it's a tougher fight than people think. Obviously, we've seen Fury do the wilder fights. People are automatically going to go, White's got no chance. He's not fought no one of that level. Um, but I think especially since White, has, uh, when he first got beat by Anthony Joshua, you see the how serious he's taken it. Obviously, he, he said he had that shoulder injury. He's had that repaired. He has made improvements all through his career and he adjusted after maybe taking his eye off the ball with um, Povetkin when he got yeah. put down. Um, but on, on the same breath, if... Like I never take if I if I've sparred an opponent uh, previous to boxing him, I would never take what happened in sparring. So White needs to be careful that he doesn't yeah. take that. Oh, I knocked you down in sparring. I, I had some good success with you in sparring because obviously Tyson, however long 
a goalless sparring more. Tyson's improved and he's he's got momentum and he's had them good fights under his belt, so he's going to be better. Um, I, I, I can't see that, Fury losing, but I think the fight will be a lot closer and tougher and there's going to be some tough, gritty moments where Fury's probably going to have to dig deep and think, I didn't expect this, so I'm going to have to be on my absolute A game. And, and, and sorry, sorry, Spence, very good point. And just to touch on that sparring, because it's like me, I, I, I knocked down Spencer in sparring. I gave Tony such a beating. Remember, Tony used to be a bank carrier, though. You would have watched your mouth. You couldn't even look at a masturbation. <laughs> All right, you're seeing what's going on now. Spencer's always denying the fact that he was dropped by a brutal body shot by myself. <laughs> oh, wow. I hey, listen, I wasn't there, but I, I seen the video. I saw the video, though. <laughs> anyway, uh, so... Listen, what we have to go back though, and I'm not too sure. Did we actually because Bobby Wright actually paid for this question, uh, and it was how do you think the rematch goes with Usyk and AJ? And can AJ actually do anything different? First, I'll, I'll put that to Brett first. Okay. Of course, AJ could do something different. I mean, think about it. Everybody who watched it, I hate that we kind of took credit away from Usyk because he yes. did what he did. But yes. everybody who watched it said, what the hell is Anthony doing? Mm. You know, this guy's trying to box the boxer. He could have walked him down, hands high, you know what I'm saying? And, and pushed him up against the ropes, made it a fight. You know, he, he, he could have went to the body a little bit more. There's a lot of things he could have done differently. So... This is why I give him every possibility of winning against Usyk again with a with a different game plan. Eddie Reynoso said that he would train him for free if he doesn't win, if he would train him, because he sees that he can beat him if he just has a different game plan. So I, I, I wouldn't say just because Usyk beat him before that he'll beat him again. I think Anthony Joshua is going to come back differently i think he's going to be a lot more aggressive and try to get him out of there as early as possible mm. yeah. well first i mean what i will say is beware of free gifts so i mm. Joshua needs to think about this freeness thing mm. i wouldn't be i really would i wouldn't want to be connected to someone that's giving me anything for free because mm. there's nothing there's nothing free i just feel that anthony in himself remember we know he can do things differently and it, but i think that as I, as I alluded to uh, in our pre-fight comments, Usyk comes with a lot of boxing IQ. Um, and I don't really feel Anthony can close that gap in this short space of time when it comes to... And, you know, we've seen it so many times with Floyd. Fighters look tremendous before they fight Floyd. And then when they get in the ring with Floyd, they're like, bro, how come he didn't do this? How come he didn't do that? <laughs> That's no. true. You know, That's not true. realizing, not realizing that it's the mental capacity of the opponent which is mm. nullifying what the fighter can do, and this is where I believe AJ has to throw boxing out the window 
and just go in there, as we say, on a road thing because he's bigger than him. He's physically stronger than him. But I just feel that he can't match him in the IQ department. So <laughs> he has to use those attributes. He's a Nigerian, a very strong Nigerian. And we know mm -hmm. what Anthony can do if he just goes in with that mentality. So the question is, has the people that he's got around him, are they going to tell him, come on, empty the tank? Because I, yeah. I, really, I hate all these commentators using my words now. They were slagging me off back in 2000 or whatever it was for me pushing AY and saying, look, this is all we got. Let's go for it. But that's the only thing people remember about that fight. That eighth round where Anthony, you know, a 12 fight amateur, put it on the line. And we came out with credit. So, and I was brave enough to make that call. You wow. know, because and, and Anthony, I feel if Anthony had someone in the corner in that first Usyk fight that said, bro, forget about all this. Let's just go in there. <clears throat> but other people around him just become paid men other than people that are willing him to tell him the truth. That's where oh. I think, you know, I, I think that's what is the hardest thing for AJ. Uh, because sometimes, even though you've got it inside of you, you need someone. That, that's why we brought in James Cook. Because me and me and Anne, we've got a relationship. And I will tell Anne, but sometimes when you're around people too much, there's certain things which you need a man from the outside to say, look. And, and, and they didn't pick it up in the fight, but in the third, uh, they didn't show it, but in the third round of the Arthur contest, James kind of said, come on, come on, let's, you understand? Let's, let's finish this guy off. And... Me and Anthony spoke about this before the fight. We was like, if James starts shouting, because we don't really like all that shouting business. But we said, we, we said, if James said, we just got to keep calm and listen to what he's seeing, saying, because it's coming from a different perspective. And that's what Anthony Joshua needs in order to beat Usyk, in my opinion. Wow. That's good stuff. And, and uh, it's like, <clears throat> Anthony Joshua, I think... Friends, before... Hold on. First of all, uh, thank you, Mr. Ren 71 The stone the builder refuses. Remember, I said it after all the madness Dillis has been through. The last man standing will be Dylan White. Yes, sir. And um, Bobby Wright says, thank you for the fortnight. He says, can I just say thank you both for coming on to my favorite boxing, <laughs> favorite show on Boxing Day. Big up to Andy and Spencer, my brothers. Thank you, sir. Thank you both I'm, of you, gentlemen. I'm saying what I need yeah? What he needs is is just some old heads around him. Maybe right. That's what I think he needs. I'm not saying change anything else. Is bringing an old head, an old head who's been there, who's been around there, who's done bits. It was like yes. Dylan White, very clever. Who did he bring in? Harold the Shadow Knight. Yes. Why? Harold the Shadow Knight worked with Lennox Lewis in his penultimate years, right? So you bring in that. He ain't. He ain't. He ain't being a trainer, you know what I mean? Because Xavier Miller's still a trainer, but he just brought in someone who could just drop little and And I just think, like, that's what Andy Joshua needs. He just needs someone in there who's been proven. Not no man who's just come two minutes ago and, and got made a name because of Instagram with holding pads. No, brother. That's not boxing. And that's that. I'm going to keep this thing 100. I don't business if anyone gets upset by what I say because you can't do me nothing, right? Yes. Yeah, so, 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 so the point you're saying is, he shouldn't get rid of uh, Robert McCracken. I definitely think that would be a bad thing to get rid of. Yeah, Robert 
Listen, Tundi, Roman Kraken's gone, bro. Everyone knows this. It's the worst case. Huh? Roman Kraken's not there no more. He's gone. Oh, wow. So no, there you bro, go on the fighters, right? You know Spencer always spills the beans on the fighters, right? <laughs> he always does it, bro. Every week. We knew. We knew. I tell you, the inside scoop is him. <laughs> every week, Spencer has got something for us. We I didn't know that. I had no idea. I had no idea. We knew about the Virgil Ortiz against uh, my boy. We bust that way before it came out last wow. week. We, 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 we broke that news. So Spencer's done it again. Right. He says that Robert Kraken is officially gone from the camp. And that AJ is about to, I guess, announce a new trainer. Well, well wow. the thing is, like, you could have seen by the mean, it's not even me. I'm like, listen, end of the day, you got Richard Williams, the former Commonwealth, and who is he? He was IBO. Um, IBO, yeah. IBO. Good fighter. Right. right. Good fighter. We spar some mad rounds together. And Richard Williams said, listen, if a fighter wants to change and go and have a trainer, let him do what he has to go do because he only got one career. Right? I hear that. Right, but then the eleventh thing, to my mindset, is also that loyalty is royalty. But if somebody is a trainer, you're not just a trainer; you're a teacher. And certain times, your teaching acumen will, will reach a certain level. Then we're done. So then you're not learning no more, right? And then when respect goes out of the window, when the respect goes, then you might as well go anyway. Um, Uzi Zan says yeah. the problem is Joshua feels he has nothing else to learn. He has given arrogant vibes saying no one else can teach him anything. Is that right, Spence? Well, I don't know nothing about that. Because I, I ain't heard nothing about that. I don't, right. That might be fake news that you're coming on there with, bro. Right. Um, right. Yeah, but anyway. I don't know. But what I am saying is this. With Anthony Joshua and what he brings to the table, like I said earlier, and Akka Barak, they, they're my brothers, they know if it wasn't for Andy Joshua, I would never have met these two guys. Right? Yes. This wow. is a fact. Right? Andy Joshua has brought so much into boxing globally. But in the UK... He's the man. Yeah, he's the man. Right? He's the man. Always been the man. He, right? he, he, he has made normal people on the street look on... Um, you go anywhere, people always call Andy Joshua's name. People who don't even know nothing about exactly. boxing. And that's what he's done for boxing and uh, you can't you know he's just a great young man and you know I think he's at a stage of his career where he's definitely got to mo make moves because he, he to me Anthony appears you know we work with Anthony's family in our gym you know his, his cousin is is in our gym um, and he's, he appears to me a, a young man that always wants to help people as well so I think that he could be at a stage of his career where he say you know what I'm now focusing on myself I'm doing what's best for me and I don't really business who it hurts so the rematch is going to be interesting Maxi I'd like to hear how you feel this um, rematch is going to uh, yeah down. yeah um, I feel like um, when the fight got announced um, and my opinion of my opinion of the fight before it, it happened everybody saying Derek Jazora give Yusek a hell of a fight and made it really close. Some saying he possibly could have done enough to scrape a draw, a possible win. And they're saying oh, all Anthony Joshua needs to do is have similar tactics as that and maul him. But my opinion when I spoke to people about it was Anthony Joshua hasn't got that same sort of aggressive mauling style 
as Del Boy. That's mm. that's worked for Del Boy. Del Boy's done that pretty much all his career. So yes. that's where his energy is at. He can continue that he keeps that up. Whereas I feel AJ is more of a stand up, classy, keep your hands up, and he likes to keep his opponents on the end of the shots. Um, but like you said, Tundi, he's going up against somebody who's got a much bigger IQ, much more elite, elite pedigree in the amateurs. I like to say Yusek is a bigger version of Lomachenko, obviously not Facts. obviously not as nimble because of his size, but That's nimble fast. for somebody in them weight divisions. So I I was wondering uh, during that fight if Anthony Joshua had a few mental blockers when when he tried certain moves, tried to put it on him, Yusek made him miss, adjusted his feet and caught him and hurt him. So was Joshua a bit tentative, a bit too apprehensive of thinking, if I go forward and try and put it on him, is Yusek too clever? Is he going to counter me? And I know yes. in the, in Joshua's head, he's been caught and he knows he can get possibly get hurt by Yusek. So did that stop him from fully going forward and coming into this rematch? I think it's a case of Joshua, obviously, sorting his, whoever his trainer is, but mainly focusing on himself, on his mindset. Yes, yes. If if he it only Joshua knows in his mind what he felt during that fight. If he tried something, and if he felt apprehensive by getting hurt by Usyk, if he dare, you know, because I I think for Joshua, he's got he's gonna have to get caught because Usyk's got the the IQ, the sharp southpaw counter punching ability. So for Joshua to use his size and get in and use that size for his advantage, he's going to have to take a few punches to be able to get inside and in better position. I don't think he is going to be able to do that by getting in without taking the shot, to be honest. Let me just quickly, before these um, harsh truth, AJ lacks greatness and the heart of Chizora. AJ doesn't like to be hit. Uh, does this hurt his career? That's a question we'll answer. And then the other one was AJ needs to move <laughs> to SC22 or SC15. Uh, Barack, you might not know. That's our postcodes. That's where we come from. <laughs> to, get <back laughs> killer, right. to get back that killer instinct. Yeah, you know what it is. AJ knows what's going on. But when AJ knows the knowledge and, and Tunde Jai is always here for him. He, we're there. We're, advice is there. So it ain't nothing. But as 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 this, as I said, as you just said, um, uh, Maxi. That's what it was. He, he actually yeah. tried to think in the ring with a thinker, with a master yeah. thinker. Somebody who and does it naturally. And that's what he can't do. He can't He can't do that. It's like, you know, somebody trying to test Bob Marley at reggae, reggae music. It ain't going to happen. You're just going <laughs> to lose. So it, it must just do your thing. And as you said, go back to being himself. I don't actually agree that he hasn't got the greatness. It's there. But your teachers help bring that out if you're not showing it. And so he's it's, it's about, remember, he showed greatness when he fought Dylan White. That was a big fight. He did get that hurt as well, didn't he? He got visibly that hurt. That was a wrong fight. You saw the nastiness in AJ in that fight. So it's in there. We can't say it's not in there. It's in there. Definitely. Yeah. Klitschko too. Klitschko as well. Great mm -hmm. fight. You know, getting up off the floor. And coming back and showing that grit. I just, you know, it, he just fought the wrong fight. 
that, and, and he's just got to mm. make the right adjustments. Listen, none of us know what it's no. like to. What we also need, what we also need to mention as well is, yes, we've said how good of a master Yusek is. Yusek can make that adjustment if if Anthony Joshua sets out that he's coming out to use his size. Yes, Yusek simply will adjust. You know, he's got them great feet, that southpaw stance. Will Yusek make that adjustment to what what AJ adjusts? Mm. That's also so, something we need to consider as well, isn't it? Definitely, it's definitely. But I just think that AJ is. I think that AJ, if he, there were certain parts in that fight where he, sh if he just maintained what he was doing, I think that Usyk would. You know, Usyk was cut. But it, I mean, listen. I always say boxing is the easiest sport to talk about. Not so easy to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not so easy to do. So you know, listen. AJ knows what it's like to be in there. I do feel that he can make adjustments in the second fight. But you're right. Usyk is a master boxer. He also can make adjustments. He is he is undefeated. He is the two time two weight world champion. So yeah, well, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. <laughs> but it's definitely a great fight if it happens again. Um, Spence, KO of the year. What's what? Your KO? KO of the year yeah. is Jake Paul knocking out that brother. <laughs> Bro, that okay. KO, I've watched that KO a million times. That, anyone who says that was set up, you don't set up. You know how you know it wasn't a set up, Barack? The, way that, he, the way that he felt. Because your natural instinct, if your face is going bang, you're going to you know, style it out like in WWE when they at the last minute turn their head or something. <laughs> <laughs> it, there weren't none of that. That was just a brutal KO. I like that. I also like Oscar Valdez's KO. Um, mm -hmm. That was a great KO. Um, yeah. And I love Javante <laughs> Davis. KO the year, Tony. I love Javante Davis knockout of Santa Cruz. I don't that know un how Unbelievable. That that I actually thought, I thought Santa Cruz could possibly be dead there with that shot. Oh, man. That is a fight where you say the guy possibly could be dead. Yeah. yeah that, was that, was, as, that was last as year. As beautiful as it was. That was, that was last year. See. That was last year. That was, yeah, October okay. last year. Yeah. Okay, okay. I okay. say, I say, Wapo I say there was... The year Go ahead. I'm sorry, Spence. The year stopped for Tundi after the first <laughs> He's back into reality. So we did from the matrix and they plugged him back in. <laughs> All right. Plugged back in. All right, no, no watch that. Um, Barack, come on, touch us, tell us. Um, I, I say, damn, that, that Jake Paul KO is uh spectacular. Um I, I like the Oscar Valdez KO as well. The only difference with that is that it was an accumulation. He he had already dropped Burchelt already. You know what yes. I mean? He was already beating him up. And then that last one is the straw that broke the camel back, that left hook while he was stepping back. Yes. But when you're talking about there was no setup punch, nothing, just bang. bang. It's, either, it's either Jake Paul or I would say Gabriel Rosado versus Beck Melikusiev. Yes. And, and, and the reason why, what do you say, Spence? Was a, that was a vicious knockout. Exactly. Now, if you if you watch that, if you rewind them both and you put them side by side, it's actually the same thing. One was a straight on hit and the other one was an overhand, but they both dropped their arms and fell face first 
onto the mat. Yes. Melikusev fell on the apron, so kind of like outside the ring. But he got up a little bit faster than um than um Tyron Woodley did. And the thing is, is also is that kind of like what Spence said earlier to me, Jake Paul was supposed to win. Hmm. Um, Gabriel Rosado was the underdog fighting the potential, you know, he's fighting that prospect who's supposed yeah. to win. So it, when you got two knockouts that are exactly the same, I say you got to weigh the other elements. He's an underdog. He wasn't supposed to win. One shot knockout. And he's a boxer fighting yeah. another two, boxer two with boxes. an amateur pedigree two two and not boxes. fighting a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> that's facts. That's a great point. And, you know, Gabe Rosado, that's my guy. He came over. He was in London. Him and Yard done rounds. Yeah, Gabe, oh, I, wow. I love that guy. And it's, it's another example where you have to say records are for DJs. You know, these guys, you know, these guys, <laughs> records are for DJs. You know, you got yes. these guys, I like that. 10, 11, 12, 13 losses, you know, knocking out these young young pretenders. Remember, that guy that gave knocked out was supposed to fight Kovalev. Yeah, I love um, Yeah, and Kovalev, oh, let me not go there. But, you know, <laughs> we know why the fight didn't happen. And, you know, you got Keith, uh, what's his name? Martinez. Another guy, 10, 12, 13 losses on his record, knocking out Kid Galahad. Oh, Kiko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kiko yeah. Martinez. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, and we've got Chisora. You know, Chisora, a man who's got so many losses. The only thing is, and I'm going to touch on this with Derek, you know, there, there is a topic there about should Derek retire? And I think it's it's a it's a good topic to talk about, Spence. Yeah, um, it is a topic. The thing about it is, is this is like, we know Derek. I mean, 20 yes. worked in 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 Derek's corner when he fought for the world title against yes. the title. Right? Wow. And the European and the European title and fight the European I was in the corner. Hellenius. He got robbed in that fight badly. Yeah, right? I was there. So when you know somebody, like people don't like to touch on pugilistic dementia. Because yes, we're in the game so much, <laughs> we don't we don't talk about it, but it's wow. the truth. When you yes, start, sir. Yes, sir. You know, yes, from sir. the age, and they start slurring. They mm. like, and you look, you get that intense look when they look you in the eyes. They have to look you intensely yeah. in the eyes so they can focus on what they're gonna say. We don't touch on these things. Um, Chris, who used to be the um, the the editor of the Boxing News, which is our historic uh, weekly subscription paper that comes out on Boxing uh, magazine that comes out on Boxing, which we've gone over 110 years now. Chris Dixon touched on it, but the thing about it, certain times when we hear these things, we get we get frightened to speak about it because we take offense because we're so affiliated to the fight game or we've been ex fighters or. But there are certain guys that are not too right right now. So why would you want to see somebody like a Derek Zora continue, where you're always gonna be the bridegroom, never the bride? Let's mm. be real. That you've been in two times with Tyson Fury, two times with Derek Sazora. Um, you've you've been two times with Parker. You know what I mean? You've been you've two been two times, times with Dylan. Two times with Dylan, you mean? Two yeah, times with Dylan. Yeah, exactly. Go look for go look for go look for his resume. You know what I mean? The the David Hay, the David Hay knockout. Oh my goodness! Right? I was watching that Okay, right. But the second Dylan White knockout was horrible. It was a horrid oh, thing man. to see. So we have to ask yourself, how many more times can you go to the world? How many more times can you do this? How many more times? Now, now you're doing this now. You're in these fights. 
but you're falling short. You're giving guys a run. Usi, you gave him a hell of a run. You didn't get the decision, right? Parker, the first time you gave him a run, you didn't get the decision. Then you was comprehensively beat, and there's times like, Josie Parker is not the biggest puncher in the world, right? Mm. He's a very skilled fighter, very good technician. But you ain't the biggest heavyweight. You're not big heavyweight neither. So what more is there for Derek Zora to go and do? And Derek Zora saying, well, yeah, I'm going to continue fighting. And when we did the fight along together, when I went and watched the fight, and I watched the fight again, you know, I moved into my new house, um, Barack, so the internet weren't working too good, right? But it's a different story now. So I've gone back and I watched it again. Now I watched the fight again. And there's still a lot of fight left in Derek Sazora, but we're saying that what level is Derek Sazora going to go at? What level? Who is he going to fight? You know what I mean? All right, you want to mm-hmm. give us a fun fight? Let him and Deontay Wilder fight each other. That'd be a fun fight. Right? But Can I just say, can I just say, Spence? Can I just say, Matt Christie, I think, has to be given, has to be given credit because... Straight after the fight, and I remember, I, I, I remember the, what he said word for word. He said, the future won't thank Derek Chisora for any of this. But for now, let's just enjoy the warrior is. So, again, he's touching on pugilistic dementia. He's touching on the fact that, so my, my question is always this, because obviously I just told Derek straight, just done the thing. Like, you're, you're, it's too much. You understand? Because, yeah, people's shouting for you and cheering for you. And, yes, we know he's a warrior. He's going to... He ain't going to stop. He need, he needs somebody to, you know, close to him. That tells him so. Because sometimes you think, oh, no. Remember, in that fight, I was screaming for Dave Cordo to stop the fight. Yep. I was screaming for him to stop the fight. <laughs> and we all know that Derek ain't going to stop fighting. So, but he has to be, he has to be shown the reality of the future now. Yeah, it's good. It's good getting this applaud from all the fans and the love from the fans now. But when he's suffering later in life, where are them fans then? Them fans aren't going to come and help him out at the shops, are they? They're just going to point and say, that was Derek Jazuri, used to be a fighter. He was good. He was exciting. But, you know, that's all you're going to get. You're not going to get them coming and helping him, are they? And that's it. And that's it. And you know, Derek, I, I, he's had such a great career. I said they should just find one little Billy man for him to have a final send off. And if you don't know what yeah. Billy man is, if you don't know what Billy man is, it's just anyone. <laughs> get him from the street. Let Derek have a sign off fight. He's going to event his money now, isn't he? So. And I'm telling you, Derek with a sign off fight would still sell out a stadium. Yeah. He would still sell out a stadium. You know, he's, he's got a beautiful family, and um, yeah, that's just my 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 two pets. I, I spoke to Dave Coolwell, and and like I got like to him after watching Matt the fight, he did put in a very he put in a good performance. Very good performance. Yeah. good performance. After watching going back and watching the fight, I watched the fight again, and I was saying right, I spoke to Dave Coolwell just before the fight. I spoke to him two days after the fight, and I said, well, what's he gonna do, right? And Dave was on like. You know, but he's going to continue. And I think, like, if I'm still working with him, and he wasn't saying it as a greedy way, like, oh, but well, I'm getting paid for the back of it. Because, you know I mean, I know Derek got paid well on the weekend. Yes. Yeah. He, saying, he was saying, like, but if I'm there, I reckon, like, I could teach him things. So, like, not only could he try and win fights, but he'd be protected, like, technically to try and, you know what I mean? So he can not still take as much punishment. Yeah. But regardless of that, I'm saying, 
even I hear that because if Dave Caldwell's not in the corner, somebody else is going to be because he's not going to quit. And remember, like me and Tony used to have a personal joke when he was working with David Hay, right? And he was getting all of these fights. And I remember we was watching. And I said David Hay's going to get Derek Zora killed, even though we're joking. But I said he's going to get me. But on the fights that they're putting him in, they're putting him in. Now where I'm looking, I'm saying like. There are no more highs, I don't believe, for Derek Zazora, right? Mm. It's like financial. But Dave was saying to me, Dave Cole was saying, his fear is, like, what he's a man that actually loves the game. Like, he'll come in, like, he might be training at 2 o'clock, he's in the gym at 12, because he likes to see what, what the other kids are doing. He stays to watch the sparring. He's properly entrenched in the sport. So if you're that entrenched in it, I'm saying... Be, work with the kids. Be around. Be that guy because you've earned fight. You've earned a lot of money. You're not dumb. You've got a beautiful wife, beautiful children. I just wouldn't want to get her. Yes, sir. All right, let's let's move on for that. Um, but, uh, thank you, Roland Curtis, for your four ninety nine dollars. Yes, sir. He said he said when, not if, but if, but when ESPN and other media outlets award Jake Paul the knockout of the year, will this be good or bad for boxing? As a sport. Well, I'm waiting for Akam Barak to give it knockout of the year first. I don't care what anyone says. When it's over in America, <laughs> when Akam Barak says something, can't listen to these guys. Yeah, well, sadly, he might win knockout of the year, and that sucks. But um, I think we don't know yet. To answer that question truthfully, we don't know yet. Because if he continues to fight these UFC guys, let's say he wants to fight Masvidal next and then he fights Usman and all of that, then I think we played ourselves. You know what I mean? But understand something. It's not our fault. Showtime, which is a reputable boxing network, gave him the platform. Put yeah. him on yeah. pay-per-view and he put all of these other boxes on the card. So it's an official boxing card, but he's not fighting a boxer. Now, if he continues not fighting boxers, yeah, I think he kind of played us. But yes. if he says, you know what, I'm going to fight Tommy Fury next. Okay, now I'm going to fight Edgar Blanca. I don't know. I'm going to fight this guy. I'm going to fight that guy. Then I, I think I think we're okay and we don't look so bad by putting him as a KO of the year. When, yes. he, when he starts Great. fighting actual boxers, um, then, I, then he'll gain respect from me because at the minute I'm finding it hard to jump on board and I don't like the way he goes about the way he's trash talk is I, I don't like that personally um yeah. but when he starts fighting he's on a, I've, I've seen him getting in talks with caesar chavez jr um yes i think that's a smart move because as we've seen in even when caesar chavez was fighting the big boxing names he, he couldn't take it seriously could he yeah um he has done it past and you know he was a world champion um beating andy lee which andy lee we know was a good fighter um, but yeah, how serious is Chavez? Would he take this? Is he just seeing the pound signs, the dollar signs, and thinking it's just money? He, he don't care about the reputation of himself going forward. But I, I'd like, want to see Jake Paul fight some real, real good boxers who, who we know and who we've seen can do the job, and then, then I, I can get on board with it and say, you know what, I'll eat my hat. He's, he's done it against somebody who, who I, in my opinion, is is a good boxer and, and done well in the sport. Great point. All right. Um, we're going to, I think we should, you know, we've been on for over an hour and a half, but I want to talk about your division and I want to talk about the fight with Tia Fimo 
against Cambosis. I think that's a great way to finish up our discussion and uh, what next. Um, and did you see that fight going the way it did? I'm going to, uh, before I come to you, Matt, we're going to finish off with you, Matt, because you're the lightweight. Yeah. Don. <laughs> we're going to ask um, uh, uh, Barak, well, how you, I mean, what do you think about that fight? Do you think, and do you think Cambosis is a real player in this division? You know, you got some great fighters in this division. And Lomachenko, I don't know why people are sleeping on him because I still think he's very, very dangerous, in my opinion. Uh, I, I think Lomachenko's coming back to show everybody who's king. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like seriously. Like, um, but you got guys like Devin, who's very, very slick, um, very fast. Um, Teofimo, wrong game plan going in there fighting against Cambo Cambosis. But guess what? I'm going to still give credit to Cambosis. He did what he did. He outboxed him. He beat him up in spots. And, and he took a, a, a vicious knockdown, got back up, and won that last round. That was beautiful. And I think he's a major player in the game. Maybe it might turn out that Devin Haney's a little too smart, a little too fast, a little too sharp. Maybe. But I think Cambosis is a major player in that division. Very interesting. Spencer Fearon? Listen to me, man. The lightweight division is fire. Um, I don't know what Teofimo's dad was telling him in the corner. Right? Can I just say, can I just say, was I seeing, or was it, was it me just seeing things? But there was a point in that fight, it was late in the fight. I see Tiafimo's dad go to the crowd and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, bro, yeah. <laughs> broke up. I'm like, bro, is this guy actually concentrating on this fight? Oh, you know what it is? I'm going to keep this for 100. I don't business, right? Because no one ain't paying my bills and I pay my own, right? <laughs> 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 so, listen to me whatever it's like you know when you just want that adulation so much or like you just think you go to something to think, oh, I've made it now it's not mm. make, maintaining it it's never yes, about me. you know what I mean Andre Ward spoke about this Andre Ward spoke about this well, okay he, he, read right. it. he said you get I, there but you got to keep going there as right. as they say, it's harder to defend a title than win one. Yes, right. sir. So he's got this because all of a sudden, oh man, you dealt with you. you I mean, you dealt with the matrix, so you're the guy. I get it because I gave him all the props in the world for that win because that win over Loma was excellent, right? Yes. Well, I just believe that that went to his head, and I think like he overlooked Cambosis because he said, "Oh, Cambosis ain't shit." You know I mean, I walk through this guy. You're you're dealing with listen, and we've seen we've seen these guys who are um, Greek Australians. They don't muck up. They are intrinsically tough men. This is a tough guy with a boxing brain. The night before I worked on the ESPN show, the night before the 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 um, the night before Cambosis Teofimo fight, I worked on the ESPN show for MTK, and when I'm doing the show. I, it was up in Wells, and I saw Lee Selby. So I said to Lee, what do you think about this Cambosis fight? And he said to me, Cambosis ain't going three rounds. This is what he said, because he had that... Oh, wow. He, had, he, had that, he yeah. lost the Cambosis on the side. Yeah, he lost the split decision. He said, nah, that, that fight ain't going, that fight ain't going, that, that, that fight's going. That fight goes three rounds, I'm shocked. Man. I said, mm -hmm. for real? I said, but Cambosis, you can box, though. He said, nah. I spoke to Mickey Bay. Mickey Bay said, listen, man, I won't even fit for that. 
fight and I get in trouble. So I said, for real? So in my head, I said, well, Teofimo's better walk through it. No, Teofimo's listening to the wrong people. Teofimo got dropped and he said, said to him, after you got dropped, ah, oh, yeah, man, that was off balance. That was off balance. That never looked off balance to me, bro. It looked off balance. <laughs> that, 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 that never looked off balance to me. That was like a <laughs> and a half. Right. So I'm saying the lightweight division is hot. It is really, really hot. But in closing, I'm saying they're sleeping on Maxi Hughes. I'm telling you this now. Yeah. So why? They're sleeping on Maxi Hughes because Maxi Hughes pestered me, suspense. Give me all the fights of dealing with Southpaws to Southpaws. I gave this guy a list of fights to study, and I know he's studying because he's pulling them off. So don't write off Maxi Hughes. So Maxi, Maxi is did I just say? Spencer's trying to increase the ten percent to twelve percent. Don't worry about it. We got our deal already, mate. Don't worry about that. We don't, don't, don't worry about that. We got our deal already. But yeah, uh, you know, Maxi, what was your um take on a fight? And you know, listen, let's hope you know twenty two is a great year for you, the year of opportunity, and you actually get a you know because listen, to be in the mix is incredible. You yeah. know, forget about. Winner, but just to be in the mix, you know, you're one. Yeah, my, my name being spoke about for them for that division, like yes. even taking taking my me as a fighter out of that division, I'm a fan of that division. Look at the the competitive fights that can happen. So I am a fan, and and going on to the fight, I said all along that people don't sleep on Cambosos because what I saw is he didn't his mandatory spot by coming IBF mandatory challenger. Tio was out living it up. Cambosos took himself away from his family, a newborn child, and he had the eye of the tiger. He right. he was a he was a hungry young lion. And Tio's out doing what he's doing. YouTube, um, Instagram, everything. Yeah. And that's um that's I don't want to take the credit away from Cambosos for what he did. He he remained focused and he got messed about. Uh, Lopez got COVID on the, the fight <coughs> week, first scheduled fight week. So Cambosa spent money on a training camp and been away from his family for three months. So he'll have been infuriated with that. He wanted his shot. Um, so he, he was coming in to do a job. And I, and I think as, you know, as watching that fight, it got his game plan spot on. Um, he showed good chin. Good feet movement, good hand speed, um, punt vari variation. And I think it just got Lopez's number. Lopez in his head thought, again, we, we, we spoke about having the right people around him. He obviously trusts his, put his, his life in his dad's hands, which, you know, which you do. But I think it's somebody from that outside perspective needs to, close to him, needs to have a word, have a close word and say, you were reading it. You were reading the fight wrong because you're clearly getting. You're just getting beat up by the better man at the minute. Um, yes. So yeah, I, ju I just thought Cambosas had got everything spot on. He did what he had to do. He showed a good chin, and like you say, he got. He, he, I even said it myself. His legs looked really shaky in that tenth, eleventh round when he got back up. But he went and had his minute on his stool. Listened to his coach, a nice calm corner, which he had. Recovered, and he come out like he'd not been knocked down, and I think yes. he won won the the last two rounds. Um, so credit goes to Cambosos, and you know, obviously I'm a fan of that division, but selfishly, my name's been mentioned, and I want them fights. I want to 
go and fight for them world titles. You know, I'm, I've done well and got the IBO. People still won't give me the credit. Oh, IBO's nothing. It's not a real title. But, you know, it's given me my bargaining chip to hopefully go in there and get them fights. And, and as well, people will look at my record and look what I've done. They'll say, oh, he's not a great big puncher. So I'll be underestimated, and which yes. I will absolutely love because like, like Cambosos, I'll have laser focus. I'll train train my ass off and, I, and I'll come prepared for, for any of them. Fantastic. Um, Barack, finally, what's next for you, look, you guys coming in this, uh, you know, this 2022? Uh, what, 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 what are we going to see from the Akam Barak dy dynamic duo? Uh, well, personally, uh, I'm, I'm dropping a single. I'm dropping a, a, a hip hop oh, song. Yeah, oh, you know no. what I mean? Uh, but we, we can talk about that next time. Uh, but first is going to be vacation. I hate to sound like a fighter after a fight, but mm. first is going to be some vacation, man. Like I'm not doing nothing next week. You're going to, uh, and, and I'm going into the new year in prayer, like always. And, and we're just going to try and be innovative, man. Innovative, trying to try to change the game, you know, little by little with a little bit of different uh, skill sets that we have. And, and one of those things is my musical talent. I'm gonna I'm gonna infuse boxing and hip hop, and you guys will see. Yes, sir. We were gonna play the track today, as we spoke about it. But our producer Gary went went around, and we said we gotta give it more credit because I said, "Can you just play it in the background?" I said, "No, we gotta run the whole track." But we need written permission for you because that won't get cash off of you. But what I'm trying to say is, like, nah, Brock has got bars, so his name should be. <laughs> Bars rack because he got lyrics. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Multi-talented again, showing that we can do more than one thing and not be isolated to one trick. So, Amen. Um, looking when, forward when, to fights out in America against Denver Haney or one of those guys. We can arrange it for Barack to do his, his walkout music. Yes, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That, that's what I'm talking about. Barack, you're trying to take all the money, man. You need to share share some of this thing, man. I, I mean, I'm, I, don't, I, I get half as much as you guys get, so you better stop that. <laughs> boxing is another. Boxing is like the number two sport out there, man. Out, out here, it's just a little niche sport, you know. The most quiet man in the room is the richest man in the room, and that's Maxi Hughes. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> all right, yep. listen, gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure. Listen. So much respect to you, Barack, coming on, you know, blessing us with your knowledge. And um, it's been great watching you and uh, Ux rise and continue progress in this sport here. And it just Thank shows you. you what focus can do. Same goes to Maxi. What a, what a warrior. The Yorkshire man. It's funny. My best friend growing up was from Yorkshire. And I used to love going around eating the Yorkshire puddings. But today I'm eating more. <laughs> today I'm eating Nigerian puddings. So that's where, that's where the strength comes from. But yeah. it's great. You're a humble person and you deserve everything that you've got thus far. And just keep thank working you, hard, thank Max. You. Keep yes, believing yourself. Keep being you because it's working. It's working. Okay. Uh, Spence, close out. Do it. I know you've got something to say before we go. Quite simple. Um, I want to say my condolences to Johnny Nelson. He lost his mother this morning. The oh. Um, the former cruiserweight world champion lost his mother um, this morning, and my heart goes out for him because Johnny Nelson's mum lives in Kenton, literally 
not even a three minute walk from my mom's house. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got the message this morning, so my heart goes out to all of the Nelson family. My prayers are, are, are with you guys. And also, I'm wishing a speedy recovery to David Diamante, uh, who was in a motorway yes. right? And, but I, like I said, I know, I know, I know the God that I serve. So the speedy recovery, and yeah. I'm, I'm forward to seeing Dave back in the ring, chopping it up and doing these, and, and doing them fantastic fanfares when he's introducing fighters. That's my two pence. And ladies and gentlemen, we end in closing with my brother from another mother, Baba Tundi Ajayi says, Dream it, believe it, become it. Yes. Thank you to Barack and to Maxi Hughes. I wish you all a very, very prosperous 2022. Peace, your fingers. We are out. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year.